0: Hi, and welcome to episode 60 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, editor in chief at iPhone Life.
1: I'm David Auverbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And
2: I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor at iPhone Life.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All at iPhone Life. Each in case week, you're worried. Yeah. <laughs> each week, we bring to you the best apps, great gear, and top tips in the iOS world. And this week, as you can see, we have lots of Bluetooth gear to go over with you, Bluetooth speakers to be exact. Uh, We've tested them all out and brought to you some of our favorites. So later in this episode, you'll definitely want to stick around because we're going to go over all of our findings.
1: And if you're listening to this episode, obviously it's still enjoyable. You'll still, we'll still describe all the speakers. But this is one that you may actually want to go to our website and watch it because one of the things I struggle with speakers, it's hard to kind of get a context for them. So it's really nice yes. in this episode, if you're watching it, and we always show every uh, a video of every podcast at iPhoneLife.com slash podcast to kind of see the different shapes, how they relate to each other, how big is the UE boom versus the UE mega boom, things like that. So we'll be talking about it. Uh, it's still definitely... Uh, easy to understand. We'll make sure it's easy for you guys to follow along if you're listening to it, but you may want to go to our website. If you don't go to our website now, say you're driving, uh, you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast later and at least see the pictures of all of them and whatnot.
0: All right, so that's iphonelife.com slash podcast. Before we jump into our episode, we want to share with you our sponsor for this episode. David, take it away.
1: Yeah, so our sponsor for this episode is Graphic Stock, uh, And if you're in a creative field, uh, or a business owner, a small business owner, anything like that, you've had to make some graphics. You've had to make a poster, a website, things like that. And you always reach this point where you need some photos. Uh, and they're called stock photos. And there's a wide range. Some are really good and some are terrible. Uh, <laughs> one thing you definitely should not do is go to Google, Google something and put that on your website because you can get sued for a lot of money. So what you need is you need royalty free images uh, for anything you're doing. If, if you ever are using a stock image, you need royalty free image. And that's where graphic stock comes in. They're really affordable, have high quality royalty free images. If you go to graphicstock.com slash iPhone Life, Uh, They have a seven-day free trial offering right now that we're offering, which is awesome. And after that, it's only $99 a year, which is a really, really good rate. Uh, And the other thing they have, which is really convenient that we use a lot, is they have a lot of vectors. So in addition to stock photos, they'll have vectors that you can grab if you're doing infographics, anything like that. So on our recent cover, we have, as you'll see, we're coming out with our best apps issue soon, and we have a ribbon. And it's a very simple ribbon, it's a vector of a ribbon. It would have been a real hassle to go make that in Illustrator, but you can just go to Graphic Stock and grab vectors like that to throw into your work as well. So really convenient service, it's really a must have for anybody who's doing any kind of marketing.
0: Yeah, we really enjoy it. It's, they've got hundreds of thousands of images to choose from, so. I
1: think it's 330,000 images. Yeah,
0: awesome. That's great. So next we want to tell you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up for a daily newsletter where we teach you how to do something with your iPhone or iPad, Apple Watch sometimes also, in one minute a day. So this way, you know, your phone has so many hidden tips and tricks, it's impossible to know them all, and we help you out with that. And uh, our tip our favorite tip of this week is how to close all tabs in Safari at one time. Oh my God,
1: I didn't even know this was coming up. <laughs> this is a game changer. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: actually one that I discovered I just discovered because we published the tip last week. And okay. um, so when you're, when you open up Safari and you open a new tab by tapping the bottom right corner, there's like a little square icon there. It, there that's how you open a new tab. But if you hold and press that same little icon, you'll have an option pop up that will say like close all three tabs or close all 100 tabs, however many you have open, Mm -hmm. and you can just do that all at once.
1: What what happens to me is because I'm in the habit of browsing on a computer, I almost always open things on a new tab. Let's say, for example, I'm reading a speaker roundup, I will often go right-click or on my phone, I'll just hold down, open each speaker in a new tab so I can check each one out. And then when I'm done on a computer, it's super easy just to close them all out really quickly or just quit the browser altogether, which will close them out. There's no, I didn't know of a way until now to just close them all out. And so I literally always have hundreds of tabs open, which then makes it hard to navigate if I ever want to have several tabs, so I'm switching back and forth between.
0: I know. I have the same deal where I have like years worth of tabs open on my phone, which is not ideal. So iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips is where you can go so that you can find tips like this and not have these sort of problems.
1: And if for some reason you're listening to this and you've held out this long, (laughs) now is really the time to go sign up for iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips because iOS 11 is coming out. We're Mm -hmm. about to download the beta and we're going to have so many new tips for you. Uh, also, I'm going to do an advanced plug for what we're just about <laughs> to talk about, the Insider program, where we're going to have a really comprehensive iOS 11 guide. So if you've been listening to this, you are subscribed to Tip of the Day, but you want all the in-depth content, uh, now is the time to subscribe to uh, iPhone Life Insider as well.
0: That's right. Yeah, so next up, we wanted to talk to you about our Insider question of the week. Uh, as David introduced, uh, iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription the daily tips is our free offering and our premium subscription gets you a uh, digital access to Every issue of iPhone life magazine Video guides that teach you things like how to use iOS 11 Which will release just as iOS 11 is coming out so that you can be the first among your friends to know all the new features um, also you get uh, a video version of the daily tips which is really useful because you, know, you, you can read how to do a new tip, but if you see a video walkthrough, it just makes it abundantly clear how to do that. And you get access to Ask an Editor, which means you can ask any sort of tech issues that come up to Sarah, and she'll help you. So uh, if you've been listening, you already know each episode. Sarah shares a recent insider question and how she helped them out.
2: All right. Uh, so my recent question is, I'm just going to read it from my phone. <laughs> How do I create a loop of songs for my iPhone or iPad and play them continuously?
1: Do I have to create this from
2: my Mac Air or can I do it from my iPhone or iPad Pro? Please note I want to mix certain songs only.
1: Um, I would love to know what song. Can we email them and ask them? Like what? <laughs> Is it like Titanic just over and over? Like what 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 uh, are we looping here?
2: <laughs> I mean just a playlist as far as I can tell. Um, so if you have Apple Music um, or if you have songs you've purchased or, you know, like put on iTunes, um, it's pretty easy. You can create a playlist in your music app. Uh, you open it up and you tap library and then you tap playlist and, you know, create a new playlist and you add the songs. It's all pretty uh, simple. You know, there's just like add music and you tap that and then you choose the music. And so once you have the playlist with only the songs that you want on it, um, you start playing it, and then uh, what you'll want to do is tap on the song itself. Like there'll be a little thing in the bottom that just shows the name of the song that's playing, and then you'll have a full screen with information about the song, and just scroll up and you'll see options for shuffle and repeat. And if you tap repeat once, then the whole playlist will just loop continuously. Um, if you tap it twice, just that song will loop. So you don't want to do that. You can tell you've done that because it will say repeat, but there'll be a little one. And if you get tired of the order you've chosen, you can tap shuffle, and then it will play randomly. So that's the way to do it. Um, if you nice. don't have Apple Music and you don't have songs on iTunes, um, you know other streaming services have pretty similar methods, like Spotify. Spotify.
1: Basically the same thing. Right. It's not, it's not yeah. that
2: intuitive, really. Like. Having to tap on one song and then scrolling to repeat on Spotify. On Spotify, I think you just scroll down to the bottom of the playlist and tap repeat.
1: It's uh, when you're playing when the when a track is up. There's two mm-hmm. options on the side. One is shuffle and one is uh, repeat. So you, like anytime you're playing, you have those options available right. to you. Right, and, and it's Spotify. the same. It's the same
2: thing where if there's a little one, that means it's only gonna repeat that mm-hmm. one song. So you need to check that. Or I don't know. Like sometimes if you want to have this on repeat because your hands are not going to be available to be changing the music, then you don't want to end up stuck with that one song
1: (laughs) ever. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a complicated question because pretty much every music streaming service has an option for this, but it's slightly different depending. So it it sort of depends on which option you have. Uh, The main thing, though, for any of them really is the creating a playlist and then hitting... Uh, i almost said hitting shuffle, and then hitting repeat. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know of any music playing service that doesn't have that. And I'm saying music streaming, but it, you can of course load your own audio content onto uh, the music app and do the same thing. So that's the
2: same process as yeah. I just said, you know, because it doesn't. As long if you own the music, if you're subscribed to Apple Music, either one, this is the method that will work with the Apple Music app, but. Again, like not everyone is subscribed to Apple Music or has purchased music Exactly.
1: Once it's on, it'll all function the same way. If the music's on your computer, you may need to plug it into your computer to get it to your phone. But the repeat function is baked into any audio playing device.
0: All right. So uh, if you go to iPhoneLife.com Insider, you can join our Insider program and have access to help like this digital archive of the magazine, iOS 11 guide, and tons more content that will bring to you to really help you get the most out of your device. So go to iphonelife.com insider. Last episode, we went over all of the announcements at WWDC, Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, including iOS 11, the new Siri smart speaker called HomePod that's gonna be coming in December, the new iPad Pro, and everything else. And our question of the week was, are you planning on buying any of these uh, new devices? And what were you excited about from WWDC? So we had a couple of responses from, uh, from our listeners that we wanted to share with you. First, we have uh, Michael who said, great podcast today. So will I buy? I am so excited about the iPad Pro. I have the iPad 2 and really saw no reason to buy anything better. Now I do. So Michael's going to get the iPad Pro. Uh, When it came to the HomePod, he said, the HomePod is a dilemma. I have slowly over the years invested a lot into my Sonos system. I would hope the HomePod could be integrated with Sonos. So not really sure at this point. Looking forward to reading David's article on wireless speakers. <laughs> as we mentioned <laughs> yeah. in our buyer's I, guide, coming. I up. don't recall that you really covered as so much in
1: your article. I, I do mention them a little bit. Um, I basically my article is about this exact dilemma, which is HomePod is pretty expensive. Uh, it's if you have it'll be integrated into the, the Apple ecosystem in a way that no other speaker will, uh, but. Sonos has been around for so many years that they have such a wide offering of speakers that you can kind of have, a lot of people already have it built into their home. You can do it often for cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, and so. But of course the Sonos speakers won't have the same smart speaker functionality. So it's a bit of a trade-off. I I agree with him on that. I don't know whether you'll be able to integrate them both into the same system. the, Air, the HomePod works on uh, AirPlay 2, which we don't know much about. They talked about it. Yeah, um,
0: so I'm not sure if Michael is wanting to just be able to play his audio out of both speakers or be able to do use the Siri functionality. Yeah. But like AirPlay 2, with iOS 11, you can link more than
1: one speaker. So uh, the question via Airplays, is... Via AirPlay only. Right, which the Sonos is not. Sonos, I think that's what I was about to ask. I think it's on its proprietary system. What do you guys? Um, does it have
2: Bluetooth at all? Because I suspect we're going to see uh, Bluetooth adapters that will adapt your blo- existing Bluetooth speaker to AirPlay 2 so that you don't have to get rid of them. This might be uh.
1: something we'll have to follow up with you on. My understanding is Sonos is a wireless streaming system. Uh, through Wi-Fi not through Bluetooth. I'm sure they have some Bluetooth options but I think they specialize in wireless streaming. I'm like 90% sure though that they don't use AirPlay that they actually use their own proprietary system which in some ways has been the advantage for them Mm -hmm. because AirPlay is supposed to be lossless it's not supposed to skip but my experience is it skips all the time. So AirPlay 2 is supposed to fix that maybe Sonos will switch over I think this all brings us to the conclusion that I came to with the article, which is it's pretty early for the HomePod. The industry is switching, uh, and it's sort of like a wait and see, especially because HomePod isn't even out yet, and they might even change some things before it comes out. Yeah,
0: Yeah, the early reviews of HomePod show that it is, like, the the quality of the audio is great. Mm -hmm. But so for people who already have a nice Bluetooth or wireless speaker system, That's not really that exciting, at least for me. I was really interested in the room sensing, but I also have, as you can see here, (laughs) I have 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 (laughs) some nice wireless speakers. So really, I'm more curious about how it's going to work with other devices. Is the Siri functionality really that great? So I'm with Michael on this one where I'm, I'm conflicted about the HomePod.
1: I think it maybe is worth just spending a couple of minutes talking about this topic even though we talked about it last week as well because Sarah and sure. I both wrote articles about it. Yeah. Very similar articles, I might add. One of the yeah. rare times Sarah and I are agreeing on something. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they're
0: both exploring whether or not The homepod can beat the competition
1: yeah and so we just talked about half of that which is comparing homepod to the established speaker industry like sonos and thinking about it in terms of a home audio system sonos is going to be cheaper to have the whole system but won't be a smart speaker but there's two other or there's more but there's two main prominent smart speakers out there Mm -hmm. uh the google home and the Echo. Uh, Sarah, what, what, about, what did you say in your article in terms of comparing them? What are your thoughts on whether people should do Home or, uh, HomePod, Echo, or Google Home?
2: I mean, there, it just is a very individual thing, because as you said, the HomePod's going to be really integrated into the whole Apple ecosystem, which mm-hmm. will make it, you know, if you're really committed to that, and I think you talked about it in your article as well, then that is probably going to be the way you want to go. And then, of course, there's the privacy issue, which is uh, the Siri speaker will not be listening to you. You have to say, hey, Siri, or tap it, whereas the other speakers are on all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you consider about the fact that, I mean, Google and Amazon are really about selling you things, like Google sells you to advertisers and Amazon sells things mm-hmm. to you. And so, right. you know, then for some people, that's kind of a deal breaker as far as privacy goes. Like, they don't want Google or Amazon always listening to them. But some people don't care.
1: Yeah. I'd be cur- I to, to be honest, this would be a good question of the day for this, this time is, do you care? I'd be curious. Personally... I'm kind of over it. Like I'm kind of like I, I care about surrender privacy to the like lack of privacy. Well, in the I care about world. privacy in the macro sense. Like I care about net neutrality. I care about the government, you know, kind of having boundaries on what what the government can and can't uh, kind of hack into things like that. But in terms of like the speaker being on, it's like. Google knows everything about me at this point. Facebook does, and I'm yeah. a little bit... i Not that I don't care, but it wouldn't be a purchase decision. So that that would be my question to you guys. Is that a major selling point for you about the HomePod? How much do you care in general about uh, Google Home and Echo always being on? Um,
2: right. So another issue is, to be honest, Siri is kind of lagged behind yeah. the other AIs. I mean, mostly because, you know, like, I don't feel like Apple has had the same financial incentive to make their AI really smart up until this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, and, you know, like, studies of it have shown that it's a lot less accurate in terms of responding to questions correctly than the other, than Echo or Cortana or... Or uh, Google Home, and so
0: to be fair, though none of them are that good, right? Like in a recent study or recent test of like five thousand questions that were asked to all three assistants, I think all of them range somewhere in the twenty percent accuracy. Oh,
1: that's so bad. But Apple
0: was low. I
2: don't. I don't think it was twenty percent. I. But I don't have the numbers. We can post a link to that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you know Apple was kind of talking up a bit the whole. machine learning thing and how Siri is going to be so much smarter. But, you know, that's talk at this point. Nobody we haven't experienced that and the reporters who were able to tre- test out the HomePod at WWDC were not able to use the Siri functionality, so nobody's even tested it. Yeah. Um and and so you, you know, we just don't know. And yeah. I mean, I I'm not a, I would probably get a HomePod eventually if I decide I want you know, an AI, like a smart assistant, but um, but I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I'm happy to wait and see. Yeah, I like the idea of waiting for the HomePod, too, because my assumption is that the second generation, they'll have some of this worked out. They may have opened it up to third parties, because right now you're only going to be able to control Apple functionalities, like Apple Music, your, you know, weather from Apple's weather service, stuff mm-hmm. like that, and so... That really can't compare to Amazon and uh, Google at this point, which you can. There are thousands of skills that you can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
2: and then there's the question of audio quality. the The big Amazon speaker, uh, I think that one's called the Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Echo, Alexa, right? Yeah, Alexa is the, the assistant, audio. and then the yeah. Echo, and then there's like smaller ones. The, the dots. big one has pretty decent sound quality, but the smaller ones really don't. And but on the other hand, it's much easier to integrate those into your uh sort of audio system if you have a different Bluetooth quality speaker, whereas of course, we don't know how well we can integrate our existing Bluetooth speakers with homepod. Hmm. Um, the initial reports of the audio quality is that it it lives up to the hype
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, it's you know it's fairly expensive it's in the higher end for a
1: high end speed bluetooth speaker so um, yeah, three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's so it's expensive for a smart speaker. It's pretty comparable for a high end wireless speaker. The right. Sonos is mm-hmm. around three hundred. This speaker that I'm pointing at, the Libretone Zip, is three hundred. So it's comparable to that. So Apple kind of zigged where the rest of the market zagged, and that they said we're going to be a high quality audio speaker first, and mm-hmm. smart speaker second. Whereas Echo, it. The, the larger Echo is okay. It's it, it's not going to be anywhere near as good audio quality. I think even with the small amount of like listening that we've been able to do so far, uh, just looking at the specs, there's just no way that Amazon Echo can compare on right, audio quality. But,
2: but yeah. you can connect to other Bluetooth speakers.
1: Yeah, you can connect to other Bluetooth speakers. Also, like you guys were saying, Amazon Echo has 10,000 skills. Skills are kind of Amazon Echo's Term for like third-party apps. apps. They're yeah. like voice apps. So you can do a lot with it. You can control Spotify. You can order an Uber. You can order pizza. You can do you can a order lot. Order pizza. I'm so Assuming,
2: yeah. assuming Alexa understands you. Um, yeah. Twenty
1: percent of the time, you'd be able to order pizza. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: think it's twenty percent of the time. I think it's better than that. But. Um, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, the in Google Home, because it's Google, apparently is much better at searching the web than Siri is. Uh, so I all of this is to say, basically, I'm kind of in the same place as Donna, which is, I think that Apple is going to be able to do things with the HomePod because it's baked into the ecosystem that's going to be worth it in the long run. So I'm very reluctant to invest in an Amazon Echo right now, but I'm kind of reluctant to go all in on the HomePod either because it's so H- early. Here's
2: my concern yeah. is, is like the Apple TV like, the fourth generation one is fantastic. It's great. But how long did we have to wait to get that? Like
1: That's a little bit unfair, though, because honestly, <laughs> the Apple TV was always better than the competition. Yes, the, the latest one is better than the previous versions, but even the original Apple TV, it was revolutionary in its time because no, there was no other kind of smart TV system that was as easy to use, intuitive, and of course it worked with the Apple, so in my opinion I don't opinion, know it
0: seems like people are pretty happy with a lot of the comp- competitors, like Roku yeah. and the Fire Stick yeah, and,
1: but in my opinion those have caught up later like Apple mm-hmm. TV was really the original of that genre and it, it, I had I think I had the second generation and loved it so I love the fourth generation a lot more um, so certainly, but it was always useful there's a little bit of both I mean certainly uh Apple will perfect this over time. It'll improve it. I'm kind of on that same page where I think I'll wait till HomePod 2. But Apple, their whole thing is getting it right the first time. Like, that's something they pride themselves on. Sometimes they've done that better than other times. Uh But it's not like other companies where when they release a product, it's highly experimental at first, and you really should steer clear of it. So I think if you are in the market for a speaker, it checks those boxes for you. I certainly wouldn't recommend waiting if you're excited about it like you're not going to make a mistake but i think it, it like if you're kind of not sure yet you're thinking about it i think waiting to homepod 2 might be the way to go
0: all right guys we're i'm going to read you for a second yeah no, i think it's a good discussion though really good discussion i think we're all excited that apple is entering this market if the question is more whether or not it's worth buying right now but i think that it's definitely a fantastic move that apple's moving to the space and room sensing is something we didn't talk about that much. But I think it's really awesome yeah. that uh, like a lot of people spend a lot of money trying to set up a system that's just right for their home space. And Apple at least is claiming that this speaker is going to be able to just do that for you,
2: mm-hmm. being
0: able to tell exactly yeah. like what how to play the audio to Perfectly fit that room. Yeah. And that's just is think pretty it, awesome.
1: I think it's worth talking about in this particular podcast, given that we're about to talk about Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. Which it's we're kind about of to the elephant into. in the room. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Let's get to the second question. Okay.
0: Uh, so Raleigh wrote in saying, I'm excited for the software of the event because of the redesigned iOS 11 Control Center. This is something that Apple talked about. You'll be able to customize Control Center finally. So it's going to be all on one page. Right now, you flip up from the bottom, swipe up from the bottom of your screen and scroll through in order to control control your smart home and audio playback. Now this will all be on one screen and there'll be a few slots on there that you can choose for yourself. So if you're someone who uses low power mode all the time, for instance, you can place that on your control center so you can enable that there, which this is something that I'm pretty sure I've complained about in our complaints and learning section and it's awesome. The
1: control center is a bit of a mess. So I'm excited about that too. I agree, Riley.
0: Yeah, and he also <laughs> says, um, uh, amped, uh, amped multitasking on iPad Pro because it not yeah. only looks perfectly organized or simple and simple, yet adds more variety and functionality, uh, and it gives users greater control than ever before. So it looks like both both of our uh, listeners are very interested in the iPad Pro. Thanks so much for uh, commenting. Email podcasts at iPhoneLife.com. Uh, in general, if you have any comments on our episodes or answers to our question of the week, and we'll read them out loud on the episode.
1: For the record, I agree. I really want, I have, I'm exactly in that same position. I have the iPad Air, I think it's just the iPad Air, and I really want the new one now. And I, I haven't been tempted by any of the iPads <laughs> in between when I bought mine and now because it seemed like mine basically does the same thing, but I really want it.
0: All right, so we're ready now to jump into our main section that we're excited about today and go over all of these speakers with you. Uh, Let's first off just go through what each of our personal favorites is. (laughs) Oh,
1: we're starting off with a a tough one. Okay, well, we kind of all pitched in and brought in all our favorites, so (laughs) the two that I brought in are are both my favorites in different ways. This one that I'm holding up right now is the Ue Boom 2. Uh, It is... Uh, It it costs $200 on UE's website, uh, but on Amazon, I think it's like $139 or or $130 now. It's been out for a while. So what I love about it is it's kind of, it's like the most versatile speaker I own in that it's small enough that I can travel with it. I throw it in my bag. I take it with me on every trip I go on. It's waterproof. uh, It's really rugged, so I can drop it. It uh, fits in
2: a cup holder. Yeah, it mm-hmm. fits
1: very perfectly in a cup holder or in the little like cup holder on the side of your backpack. So really versatile for the size. You can see it's probably the smallest speaker we have here, but it's really good sound quality. It's comparable sound quality to most speakers on the table. So that's my favorite in terms of the most all-around speaker. If you only buy one speaker, in my opinion, that's the one you should get. The mm-hmm. second speaker that I brought in is the Libratone Zip. This is a $300 speaker. So it's, you know, almost three times as much. It's portable-ish, like it has a battery, you can move it, but it's really designed- It's got a strap
0: you can hold on to, Yeah, it's got a strap, yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's designed for the home. Like you would not buy the speaker to travel with it. You can move it from room to room, but you're not gonna travel with it. It's in my opinion though, a different class than any other speaker here in terms of audio quality. I mean, it's more, it's the most expensive. Uh But it's for the home in terms of audio quality, really high audio quality. I personally really like the design. It's a Swedish company, so they have that nice Scandinavian design. Uh, And the nice thing is, as with most of these speakers, I guess, uh, you can daisy chain it. So you can have multiple speakers um, that uh, connect to each other. So I actually have two of these and I have one on each side of the room, and so I have stereo sound with them in my house, That's which is awesome. really nice. The other, the last thing I like about it is, uh, it's I think the only speaker on this table that it is a Bluetooth speaker, but it's also a wireless speaker, so you can um, you can stream it through Wi-Fi, uh, and it not only uses AirPlay, but you can connect it to Spotify directly, which is really cool.
0: cool. Um,
1: so those are my two favorites, those are the two I brought in. Um, I love them both, I can't choose.
0: (laughs) My favorite right now is the JBL Charge 3. For years I've been obsessed with Ultimate Ears, UE Booms, uh, that David just told you guys Mm -hmm. about. And this one I was excited about because it's pretty inexpensive for what you get. It's waterproof, it's $150, the sound I think is very comparable to the Mega Boom, and uh, it's very portable, 360 degree sound, so I'm loving that. Um, Sarah, what about you? I think uh, probably the UE Mega Boom
2: is my favorite. Uh, it's it's a bigger version of the uh, UE Boom too. David was just talking about so it's not going to fit in your cup holder. It's and I would say you can get like pretty equivalent sound quality. Maybe not quite as good, um, but v- you know very close to uh, the Libertone Zip. But it's like half the size and mm-hmm. it's waterproof and rugged and. Um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite speaker that I own.
1: And how much is the Megaboom?
2: Well, on the UE website, it's the same as the LibreTone Zip. It's $300. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, you go to Amazon
0: or, you know, other websites, you can find it for a lot less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, closer to 200 Right. So I think what we should do is just go through each. We have uh, six speakers here. We've compared the sound quality, and then we'll also talk about the price point, what you get for your money, and just some of the other like standout features of each. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, starting on the right hand here, we've got the Fugu Style. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an extremely portable speaker. It's less than $150. I think it was $139. Um, so Sarah and I both have listened to this one. Uh, I would say this the sound is okay, but it's Probably the worst out of this lineup. I have to say, as far as fans, as far as bass, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't have
1: any bass. The
0: like the no bass, which I I like some bass.
1: <laughs> also, can we turn it on? Sarah has very strong feelings about about this. Hold on, yeah. ready?
2: Speaker is on. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know if any of our listeners ever watched the Honest Trailers, where they make parodies of. Uh, <laughs> So trailers bad. about movies that are like if if movie trailers were honest and <laughs>
1: <mode>. <laughs> I'm going to turn it off but you can see how that might get annoying yeah. <laughs> it's
2: really annoying and also it sounds just like the guy <laughs> it sounds just like the guy who narrates the, those trailers which is fine <laughs> when you're watching the honest trailers because they're supposed to be funny but it's a little annoying to be, you know, you press yeah. the button to turn the speaker off and it's like Powering off. It's like, yeah, I know because I pressed the button.
1: So I, I will really? say, though, because I have the UE boom and it doesn't do that. It just makes like a different noise for each of the settings. But sometimes I can't remember which yeah. noise is which. You're like,
0: wait, okay. was that the but, turning but off you know, yeah.
1: like,
2: Some of my wireless headphones will say connected or yeah. battery it, it's low. The voice.
0: It's the voice. And they it's, should just always have a British accent, right? Always. I mean, that's, I'm just kidding. Um, so the, here's what I have to say about this speaker. I think it's a decent value for the price. It uh, does distort at high volumes and has no bass, but overall...
1: <laughs> I mean, technically it has a bass. Let's be honest. It has a bass. We just can't really hear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall,
0: it has a pretty clean high sound, though. Uh, so like, if you're not playing music really loud, it sounds pretty good. And it's waterproof. And it also, Fugu sells a lot of cool attachments. So you can attach your speakers to your bike. So you, if you want to like bike around and have like a boombox, that can be a lot of fun. Um, they have other mounting systems. I can't remember what else for it, but I was most excited about the bike one. Um, but that that's pretty much, I would say, like, if this speaker made it into our lineup because it's a good speaker it and is it's a, good, a good value, but I'd say it's my least favorite personally. Yeah, I, go
1: ahead.
2: I mean, I just feel like, it's cool, like if the appearance of your speaker is really important, it's cool, because you can change, they call it the jacket, and you can change um, and get ones that are more rugged and ones that are more stylish, so mm-hmm. if you're only gonna have one speaker and you wanna use it in your house, in your living room, or put it on your bike, or whatever, that's kinda cool. But on the other hand, you can get uh, the UE Boom 2 for less, and uh, you don't need an attachment to put it on your bike, because almost every bike will have a, like a, a bottle holder, and honestly, the sound's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but they're both really good speakers. I mean, none of the speakers in here aren't good.
1: Yeah, we brought yeah. in really top of the line. So there's a lot of speakers out there uh, in this category yeah. that are not good. Um, so I think the fact that I've made the cut is saying something. If you happen to like it uh, in terms of the style, that's something. It also does have more I think it's more tweeters than the other one so like there's some specs that make it technically superior than the UE Boom but I think we all felt that the UE Boom actually sounded better Mm -hmm. uh, and that tends to be the consensus online as well so
0: so next we have the UE Boom here David's favorite and the UE Mega Boom Sarah's favorite (laughs) Uh, the it's about twice the size would you say the Mega Boom to the Boom Something like I that. I'm bad
1: with things like that. I don't know. So
0: <laughs> playing yeah, them side it. by side, what did you guys think comparing the sound quality, considering that one is so much bigger than the other?
2: I The only difference really is that the UE Mega Boom has enough volume to fill a room. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's better for like a party. And the UE Boom doesn't. But the UE Boom still has impressive... Volume for a speaker that size.
0: It's sort of crazy, actually, to me, how yeah. much sound you can get from this tiny speaker. Yeah,
1: for both of them, it's really impressive because this one, the UE Mega Boom, is certainly way more impressive. In particular, mm-hmm. like Sarah's saying, at high volume, the UE Boom got distorted, whereas the UE Mega Boom didn't.
0: But the uh, how's the battery on you know, the yeah. UE Boom? Because well, the UE Mega Boom lasts for twenty hours, oh, yeah. up to twenty hours, which is awesome. So you can just like I, not charge it. Uh, yeah, I I imagine the Boom is not as good.
1: It's I don't think so. I think it's eight hours, but well, I, it's still good. It's, it's good enough. Like I've never had yeah. a battery problem. Yeah. Here's my problem with the Mega Boom. I, I I wouldn't call it a problem, but to me, it really depends on what you're in the market for more than like comparing them. Actually, in my opinion. Doesn't make a lot of sense because if you only have one speaker and the primary function of it is in your house, but you want to be able to travel with it or carry it to places, yeah. uh, Noah, our COO, said his kids brought it to school a lot, uh, then the Mega Boom or the Charge, uh, JBL, the, the JBL charge, charge, makes a lot of sense for you. It's just better. Sound quality. It's a little bit louder, has more bass. For the record, Fugu has a mega Fugu as well, but we're a little bit off the Fugu bandwagon. (laughs) Uh, But for me, I have a speaker in my house. I actually have like a speaker in every room. Sorry, guys. So I'm a little (laughs) bit like of an audio snob here. I know. But if you want, like, if you can justify having two speakers, in my opinion, the problem with the mega boom is it's a jack of all trades, so it can it's versatile, but it's not the best at any one thing. In other words, yeah, like if you can have a speaker in your home for not that much more, you can get a, something comparable like the Libratone Zip. You can get the Sonos or the the HomePod right. even when and it comes out. And one thing
2: that we didn't mention about the Libertone Zip is. It's airplay compatible. Now that you know, Apple's yeah. coming out with airplay two and I'm guessing that LibreTone will yeah. make it possible. So if
1: you, you yeah. know, That's
0: something to consider is if you're interested in the HomePod. So you have if, better chances of it working, of being able to string together. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah.
1: In my opinion, if you have one speaker that your primary function is at the home, but you still want to be able to take it with you a little bit, that's when the Mega Boom really is the best bet. The JBL yeah. uh, also is cheaper than the Mega Boom, which is why we keep bringing it up as being a nice compromise. Mm-hmm. If you want a speaker that's only for portable, like only for traveling, taking it with you, taking it to the beach, then this the UE Boom 2, to me, is hands down the speaker to get.
0: Interesting. And so these are also both waterproof. That's a good mm-hmm. thing to keep in mind. So David brought this like floating down the river last year, and he didn't have to worry about it getting wet, which was great. It was
1: cool. Yeah, I um, had my Apple Watch. We, we did a float trip. We all got in rest and went down the river. And so mm-hmm. I had my Apple Watch and I had a playlist on here. And so we just streamed music to the UE mm-hmm. Boom the whole time, and it was really fun.
0: One thing too that I have to say, having used this for a couple of years now, is the connection is awesome. Right. Some Bluetooth speakers still have problems where it'll break out, which really is so annoying.
1: It's really annoying. And
0: I've not had that problem with this. I had the only time I had it ever happen was when I had it paired with Sarah's one, because you can do like they call it party up with the UE <laughs> Boom's, and you can string, you can string up a to ton eight. of them together. Up to eight. Yeah. Eight is a lot. Which yeah. is pretty crazy. Um, which is great. But I did notice there was some connection issues there. Like I had to go close out the app, start it up again a couple of times throughout I have,
2: the night. I've had a problem with, um, you know, uh, my daughter also – I usually have to go and find this speaker if I want to listen <laughs> yeah. to it because uh, my daughter takes it. And um, and I find even if she's disconnected from it, it's almost like just having – because you're not really disconnected, It's you know, like unless you forget the device – so I sometimes find, like, I feel like there's a little bit of interference from having, like, and I'm pretty sure all of her friends have had times connected to it. So if I've got, like, a house <laughs> full of
1: teenage girls
2: yeah. who've been connected to it at some point. That sounds really annoying. It is really that, annoying.
1: That is one of the nice things about AirPlay. Uh, first of all, it is technically higher audio quality for the home. But also, Bluetooth speakers are so annoying that they grab your audio. It's yeah. like yeah. if somebody walks in and, like, they, like, their phone rings and suddenly your music stops because the Bluetooth is like, oh, hey, new audio source.
2: Although, you know, I, can't, yeah, that's my complaint for the next episode, actually. But <laughs> one thing that I love is, you know, like, I walk out of the gym, I'm wearing my earbuds, I get in my car and turn it on, and I don't have to do anything. The music just switches from my earbuds to... My car is Bluetooth audio, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. All right, so
0: next we've got the Libretone Zip. David pretty much covered this one with you yeah, guys. Yeah, I think we covered um, it. The one thing I wanted to ask you, David, was I've had a lot of problem with Air, problems with AirPlay. I used to have a Libretone speaker, and it would cut out all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It sounded great when it was on, but that and was a huge deterrent. I find it like actually a little bit
2: harder to connect it. A like lot harder. Yeah, yeah, the setup is a pain. Yeah.
1: So a couple things. A, it's gotten better. I have a Libratone speaker that they no longer make anymore. I love it because it's bigger and it's really nice yeah. sound quality, but it's really hard to connect to. It cuts out. Mine is five years old to be fair. Yeah, here. me yeah. too. This one uh, works better. I, I, do, I haven't had problems connecting with it. Uh, but also one of the things I usually do actually is I use Spotify Connect instead of AirPlay. Hmm. Which Uh, how does
0: that work? Basically,
1: when you're in, when you're yeah via Wi-Fi. So when you're in Spotify, you know how you can like switch listening from your computer to your uh, phone or vice versa.
0: Right. Yeah. So another option
1: that pops up for me is this speaker. So it's like it's as if it's another like listening device that I throw it on, which is actually cool because I can then make a phone call with my phone that is streaming the music to to my speaker. And keep the music playing. Not that I usually oh, that's nice. have phone calls and music at the same time. But my point is, you have I mean, some independent. You make phone audio.
2: calls. That's the most amazing thing to yeah, me. just <laughs> occasionally. Text.
1: Occasionally, what? yes. <laughs> ah, okay,
0: I think you've sold me. If I so, if I got a more recent Libratone device, I probably would have less problems. Yeah, but yeah. again,
1: I'm I'm kind of glad we talked about the HomePod in this because this is 300 bucks. The home pod's 350 bucks. It's hard to justify. Yeah. Getting it anymore? If you're
0: in the market to get a speaker soon, like why not just wait for the home? Yeah, power?
1: that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. And, and the last point on that is that I have a feeling either this price is going to go way down for the Libratone Zip very soon, or it'll become a smart speaker. So it, yeah. it may not be the right time to buy a smart speaker for to buy a home speaker right now. You may want to wait at least through the holidays and see what offerings come out.
0: Right. All right, the JBL Charge 3, I've pretty much shared with you guys uh, my experience with that. I really love it. It's my latest favorite. It also has a 20-hour battery, so that's been really great. Strong connectivity. My experience with it is really similar to the UE Mega Boom in most ways, except for that the JBL is cheaper. So Mm -hmm. right now I'm a fan. Have you guys found it? How much is the JBL? The JBL is
2: 150 and the UE Boom is... So, supposedly 200, but you can get it for. Like 130. 130 in Yeah, and the Mega Boom you can get for 200. Well, a little over 200. Yeah. Like it's 300. Yeah. But honestly, like if you're going to choose between the Mega Boom and the JBL, I would choose the Mega Boom.
0: Yeah, and the audio tests, I, I do remember it. I did an audio test at home and in the office, and at home I was loving the JBL just as much. And here today when we were testing, I feel like the UE Mega Boom was still better.
2: Yeah, and but better. you know one thing that we haven't talked about is people hear things differently. I mm-hmm. mean, our ears yeah. are different, just like you know, like people see colors differently, and ears are the same way. So it is really important, actually, to listen for yourself. Like go into a store and like get them to demonstrate the speakers for you, if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a friend who has them, test them out and see. For your particular music preferences, for your particular hearing profile,
1: see what works. And speakers Mm -hmm. have different audio balances too, so uh, some of it depends on what type of music you're listening to. And this is actually more true for headphones, where say Beats by Dre, they like to just jack up the bass. because it you know, was designed by Dre, it's a little bit more for hip-hop, electronic music. Right. But if you listen to classical music, it's not a balanced audio, Where Sennheiser is a much more balanced audio. So yeah. a lot of it depends on what you're listening to. And you know you get somebody listening to hip-hop, and suddenly they put on Sennheiser, and be like, where's the bass? And it's like, well, actually, that's what it's supposed to sound like. So yeah. it, a lot of it is a good preference.
0: So with Fugu, for instance, if you're listening to something more mellow, that's going to be great. Hip-hop with a lot of bass at high volumes... It, that's not gonna be the speaker for you. Right. Uh, we haven't given Braven any attention. Yeah. This is our last speaker here. <laughs> Got it's, no uh, love. Yeah, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. It's a nice home speaker. It's not very portable. It's pretty it's, heavy. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's nice. It's a nice like minimalist look that would work well on a bookshelf or it on has your a dresser.
2: Easy to see speaker option. Yeah. Speakerphone
0: option. Yeah and it's the connectivity is good. In our audio test it was pretty similar, like the highs were a little muddy. There was more bass than the food. It was had. the tiniest of them.
1: If, yeah. If you're spending 250 bucks for a home speaker, go with the Libertone. Go with the Sonos. Like, honestly, it was... The Sonos... Or the Libertone was just night and day better in terms of audio quality.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. I think the... It, the nicest thing about it is just that it is pretty. <laughs> I mean, I, but so is the Libre Tone. Um, the audio, like, the, it did have decent bass, and it did, uh, I think it also depends a little bit on the song you are playing. It sounded a little muddy in our test this morning when we were playing some Bob Marley, but when I did some tests at home, I, I was, like, pretty happy with it, actually. It has a 28-hour battery. Yeah, so it's got an awesome battery. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps it up, guys. We've given you some great speakers to choose from. Uh, Also, that kind of worked well with having a HomePod discussion, an impromptu HomePod discussion, because you may want to wait until December and invest in the HomePod instead. um, But you're going to be spending more for that, because with all of these, the prices might be going down in the next few months. mm -hmm. And like I said, already on Amazon, you can find them for pretty cheap.
2: And I think it's good when deciding eventually whether or not you're going to get the HomePod to be aware of the other options and the pros and cons of all the speakers out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just to
1: recap, um, I, if you're, in my opinion, if you're traveling, I like the UE Boom. Uh, for your home, I like the Libratone. Zip. What are you guys, just to like kind of final conclusion of if you're buying a speaker today, what do you do?
2: Um, I'm getting
0: the UE Mega Boom
2: mm-hmm. or the Libratone.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I would say get the JBL Charge 3 because it's less than $150 and gets you pretty much the same uh, audio quality as the UE Mega Boom, which at uh, list price is twice the price. So they- and if I were to buy my daughter a, a new speaker,
2: <laughs> so she stops taking mine, I would probably get her the UE Boom 2 because she's much more likely to throw it in a bag and take it to a sleepover or you know mm-hmm. overnight trip. Yeah. So, um, And as David said, it's really portable and it's a fantastic speaker for the price. Yeah. All right.
1: So there you go. Uh, the good The good news is you got a lot of options. The bad news is we didn't give you a consensus, so (laughs) you got to kind of weigh the pros and cons of each. And we brought in our favorites, so we didn't. We only brought a couple we didn't like very much.
2: You will be happy with if you buy it.
1: (laughs) Except for apparently the Fugu. No. (laughs) No, it's nice quality, but
2: the voice is creepy. If you don't mind creepy voices (laughs) from your speaker, it's fine.
0: So uh, we already had a question of the week for you that David asked, what was it again?
1: Uh, Do you care about uh, smart speakers listening to you? Is that a purchase decision for you?
0: So email podcasts at iphonelife.com to answer that question, let us know why or why not. Also, if you did make a purchase decision today, listening to this, also let us know which of these speakers you decided or if you're going to be waiting for the home pod after hearing about all and this. And if you podcast. have any of
2: these speakers or experience with them, let us know. What yeah, your, your if there's on anything them we missed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: podcasts at iPhoneLife.com. We always love to hear from you guys. So thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, thanks guys.